Hewler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. What's up, what's up, what is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, Steelers Nation Radio for the next two hours. You're going to be inside this electric factory as we have a blast talking about this Pittsburgh Steelers versus Minnesota Vikings matchup that we have on the horizon. We're going to also react to some uh, big-time news within, not even the division, but within our team in terms of a certain defender receiving some national recognition. And as we always do on Wednesday, we're just going to have a lot of fun because it's a Moats host Wednesday. Oh, yeah. So with that being said, man, we're going to keep this show extra, extra interactive like we always do. Hit us up on the Twitter.com at TheBody52. TheBody. And at Wesley Euler. The good hair. Now, my good hair friend, how we living over there? Just wonderful. Just fabulous. Uh, Motsi, I got a confession. I've caught the holiday spirit. Oh, hey, hey, hey. All right. Watched the Grinch last night with the mm-hmm. family. Mm-hmm. You know, we got the tree up, got the lights up. Let's I may it. or may not have done a little Christmas shopping this morning. Hey, hey, hey. I am the, what's what's the opposite of a bah humbug right now? Um, The spirit is within me, Motsi. Yeah, you're, you're extra jolly. Oh, extra I'm holly. jolly and I'm jolly. There we go, there we go. See, for me, because I'm such a Grinch fan, I feel like I'm not allowed to be too excited. You're because, a mean one. Yeah, I want to be me. Mr. Motes. But I love it, though. Is that is that, like, weird? Like, I'm obsessed with- Is that your secret cap? Yeah, it's you're like, I, I, I'm obsessed with- you know, Merry Christmas and the Happy Holidays, but I don't want to tell anybody Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. I want to walk around like, Ugh. see, I walk around yeah. like, uh, was it in sync or Backstreet Boys? Merry Christmas, oh my, God. Happy Holidays, <laughs> Merry Christmas. Uh, That's I just, just how I'm walking through the halls here. I look at, at people, today. I look at people, happy and I just hear Merry, I hear Mariah Carey in my background the whole time, just like, <laughs> all the one for Christmas, the uppercut. There's got to be a market out there for like bah humbug type music. I think it is. I've never heard I'm, any Bob type bit. music, but someone's got to be making we it. We got to look into it, man. We got to look into it. But somebody in the Pittsburgh area that is not going to be Bar Hubbug today is Mr. T.J. Watt. Wow, what a transition. Come on, baby. We're talking about him receiving another AFC honor. We're talking about him being named the AFC Defensive Player of the Week for his dominating play, which included three and a half sacks, six tackles, six quarterback kits. Oh, and don't forget that forced fumble, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. And did I tell you that he did all of this while missing the whole practice week due to being on the reserve COVID-19 list? Whew, child. Certain players, you're just glad they play for your squad, and he is one of them. You are not lying. Um, as Mike Tomlin said back in training camp, you know, when he was asked if he was concerned about TJ not being a full participant, uh, particularly ahead of the Buffalo game, right, ahead of week one. Most you remember what Mike Tomlin said? He said he wasn't concerned because TJ is not from here. He's mm-hmm. visiting us mm-hmm. from another planet. And uh, I think this, this past Sunday was just another example of that. He is a freak. Absolutely, man. Not only did he have an amazing game helping the team win, but he also tied the Steelers' single-season sack record with James Harrison sitting at 16. And he's doing it with six games remaining. It really is crazy. He missed two games. He's been unhealthy in two games. (laughs) I mean, dude, this is unreal right now, man. This is unreal. He is in legitimate, legitimate chance 
to break the single-season yep. sack record in the NFL. I mean, this is beautiful to see right now, man. Let's get that thing done, Mr. T.J. Watt. Yeah, I agree. And you know what would make that, if he were to get it done even more special, is that typically, you know, if T.J. would have broken the sack record this season and played 17 games, mm-hmm. a lot of detractors out there would be like, well, oh, yeah, that record was always going to get broken yeah. because you're or, playing an extra game or now. Or even the people that down the line might not even have understood the context just read oh he played in this many games this had to be it and it's like no no right. no it's it's more than that i think that you you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to do any of the oh it's just the game changing oh yeah. this was always destined because he's, he's missed two and a half games already mm-hmm. um well let's say he's missed two and a half he's gonna have missed two and a half games at the end of the year right because we're gonna manifest that he's gonna play in these yes. final five games every single snap obviously well you know high percentage of the snaps he'll need some spelling from time to no, time no he doesn't he only knows spelling he's fine yeah it's it, it's it's insane when you consider the type of year that he is having I think both you've seen the tangible impact in the big moments you know Seattle Baltimore there's some more that come to mind you've seen those big moment pop highlights the statistics on page back that up as well too with just the insanely productive year that he's having when you consider that he's done all that mozi and he I mean clearly has not been 100% for you know not most of the time but for a significant chunk of these games yep. Uh, it is it's insanely impressive what he's doing right now and it is very understandable why you know like this conversation that you and I are having here is one that you know national shows and national media and national fan bases um, you know just football fans across the country are are discussing TJ Watt and defensive player of the year and even MVP and how great of a season he's having Um, so we always give our guys love here in Pittsburgh but you know it's really next level when, you know, they're having those same conversations nationally. Yeah, not just that. I mean, they're even starting to talk about should he be receiving MVP-level yeah. consideration, which is also That was the topic on Good Morning Football yesterday. Yeah, I mean, and, and they bring up a good case in terms of if he should or should not receive, you know, uh, recognition in that department. I think the last defender to receive votes that wasn't um, – uh, uh, offensive player Correct. was James Harrison, I think it was in 2008. Correct. It's been yeah. a long time. It's been a long, long time, man. And I, I did want to clarify this because I think there's some confusion with this. Like, you and I have talked before about how, you know, Ben Roethlisberger's never had an MVP vote. Russell Wilson's never had an MVP vote. I do think, and when you hear there hasn't been a, a defensive player get a vote since 2008, how is that possible? Mm-hmm. You know, it's particularly, you think about some of the years that Aaron Donald's had, right? Yeah. There is a caveat to that. I think a lot yes. of people think that the MVP ballot is like the uh, Heisman ballot. Right, you get five people One, to vote two, you rank your three. top three or you rank yeah. your top five. You get one vote. One vote only. So it's a little more understandable when you look through it in that context. Think about some of these years where it was just so clearly Patrick, you know, and 48 of 50 right. people are voting for Patrick Mahomes. They only get one vote. So it's not like they're going Mahomes one, you know, Aaron Donald two, Ben Roethlisberger three. So it is a little... I think sometimes we can overplay that like, oh, Ben and Russell Wilson have never had an MVP vote. How's that possible? Are they really that valuable to their teams? Oh, my goodness. It hasn't been a defensive guy that's gotten a vote in 13 years. How's that possible? There's only 50 votes. Right. I'm pretty sure. 50 is the number. That's it. You don't get two, three, four. It's not a point system, anything like that. The people who vote get one. You get the, it's like voting for the president. No, you, seriously, that's you what it's like. Ca- you don't get to be like, all right, here's my first choice, here's my second choice, here's my third choice. You, you get to cast one ballot. Yeah. One yeah. ballot, one vote. It's that simple, man. But if you were voting on the MVP and uh-huh. you did only have one vote, does he get your vote? I've been thinking about this a lot since yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I've... I, 
I, I've got it narrowed down to two candidates. Okay. And you know this is very difficult for me. Uh, I'm already catching where you're going. Let's but, get it. But right now, you know, if I was I, – I do not, by the way. I want to clarify this up front. I do not have an MVP vote, all right? I don't have a Heisman vote, any of that stuff. I vote on some Twitter polls. That's about it. <laughs> if I were voting on MVP today, I would have to have a serious, serious sit-down with myself mm-hmm. over if I'm voting for T.J. Watt or Aaron Rodgers. Okay. What I would really have to do is give Aaron Rodgers more of a look because obviously I've watched T.J. Watt every week. I'm very in lockstep. Um, but I, I think it's right now, I think it's a two-horse race between those two. The, the value to me... Ooh, okay, okay, okay. The, the value to me, Motes, is, is undeniable for those yeah. two. Um, we've seen... Two and a half games this year, T.J. Watt has missed. You know the Steelers are 6-2 and two when he plays a full game, mm-hmm. and they're 0-3-1 mm-hmm. in the other games. Yep, That right there is real tangible value. And like I said, he has the plays in the big moments, like Seattle, like Baltimore, right. that you also need. I mean, let's be honest. These awards, those things are important. Oh, 100%. You've got to have, have those. That. It's like you always hear Heisman moments, right? You've yes. got to have those moments where everyone in the country is watching and you ball out, and T.J. will have another opportunity to do that tomorrow night when yes. he's the only show in town. For Aaron Rodgers, I think, you know, you saw what Green Bay looked like the week that he missed and they had to go to Jordan Love. And I don't mean that as an indictment on Jordan Love. It's his first start in his NFL career. But I I think it's very clear how valuable Aaron Rodgers is to the Packers. And I know a lot of people are thinking, oh, he's a choke artist. They lose in the playoffs every year. All those things might be true. That doesn't matter in this conversation. It's a regular season award, all right? we got to put our black and gold glasses on the table when we have these type of honest conversations. Boats, that that to me, though, those to me are the two candidates right now. And and obviously I would be biased and I, I would want to vote for TJ. Um, but okay. I would if, if I was really going to cast a ballot, I would have to sit down and, and kind of really evaluate Aaron Rodgers and, and look at some more things there from a Packers perspective. But to me, it feels like those two are in the – the driver's seat right now. I, they're in the front of the car. I don't okay. know which one's in the driver's seat and which one's in the passenger seat, but everyone else is in the back of the bus. Okay. Well, we do differ. Um, okay. I have TJ in the running, but he would be third best to okay. me. Um, you forgot Tom Brady. Uh, Tom Brady. I knew you were going to get even me on a, that. It's not even a debate what he's been doing statistically. His, his numbers are insane. And you talk about value. He has the direct value in terms of we saw what that team looked like prior to his arrival. And since he's arrived, what have they done? Since he's well, arrived, is that fair though? It is though, and I say can you it take is. Last year, no, into I, this and year's I can't. Discussion? And the reason why I can because when we talk about what he was able to accomplish last year and continue and take it to another level, well, statistically, this he's season, been, he's been unreal. Absolutely. So if last year we're gonna look over that, and that's with him winning the Super Bowl in his first year without an offseason there. And you're going to tell me that now his numbers are even better and they're still one of the favorites, if not the favorite, to come out the NFC? To me, when you throw that in there, and we know with these awards, they love storylines. 100%. What's the best storyline right now in the NFL? The fact that Tom Brady is 47,500 years old <laughs> and still playing at such a high level on the heels of coming off of a Super Bowl championship – Two years removed from leaving Bill Belichick, you want to talk story? They're gonna hit you with the Super Bowl champ, Super Bowl MVP, first year leaving Belichick. Then he turns around and doubles it up and goes regular season MVP the following year. That's the narrative they're gonna push. That's the narrative they're gonna put out there. And are you ready for the Bucks Patriots Super Bowl? By the way, well, uh, you, you know that's what it's gonna be, right? <laughs> you, you, you know that. But I'm also waiting to Vince see this. Vince McMahon's coming out of the rafters to hey, get look, this thing done. The, the only thing that I say that that is going to dictate who wins it between Brady and Rodgers is at the end of the regular season who has the better uh, the better team. I think it's because both of them are neck and neck. 
when you talk about numbers, when you talk about impact, when you talk about storylines. Because obviously Rodgers had the storyline of, well, he was disgruntled. Was he really going to retire? Does he really want to be there? All of these things. Now, I don't think that storyline is better than Brady's, yeah. but it's still a storyline. Whereas TJ, TJ, they're going to hit him with, will he receive votes? And that's like the consolation prize, pat him on the back. But we know it's no different than the Heisman. These awards are given to quarterbacks and quarterbacks exclusively. Correct. They don't want to come out and just say that, but we know that's the case because when we look at some of these years where offense player of the year, and we're like, bro, the offense player of the year was better and more impactful than this MVP. And it's not even a debate about it, but because MVP plays quarterback, that's why it typically goes there. And we can have a conversation of best player versus most important right, like player. Most outstanding player right. versus most valuable because player. To that's me, the real kicker. Because to me, TJ is the best player on the Steelers team. But to me, Ben Roethlisberger is the most important. Well, the quarterback is absolutely. You know, I talked about yeah. this with Carter a little bit yesterday. That's why I, I wish they would change it to most outstanding player. Yeah, because, because it's a difference in the in just in the definition of the term most valuable player. Ninety nine percent of the time, it's going to be a quarterback because they're the ones that have the ball in their hands fifty yeah, percent of the time. Absolutely, and that's my thing. I'm like, can I knowing as a player, knowing how if I polled my teammates, current guys, retired guys, and say, hey. Who is the most important player on this team? Mm-hmm. They're all going to point to the quarterback. On probably every team in the league except for what? Maybe the Titans? Am I am I missing anyone and, and, else? And, like... and, and, and part of me says no to that because you know why? Derrick Henry was there when he had Marcus Mariota. Derrick Henry was there when they were, when they were going through. Well, we might have had a Blaine Gabbard in there as well. But we see it has been. And they a are big, still eight and four. It's not a, like they've and, fallen and, and, and off the cliff. And that team has been night and day since Ryan Tannehill has taken over. Have they not been? Correct. So once again, if you're if we're really talking impact, if we're really talking importance, yeah, Tannehill changes things for them. Tannehill keeps them alive. It's a, no, it's a very and good we've call. seen what they look like without Tannehill. We've seen that Bucks team without Brady. Now, granted, it wasn't a carbon copy, but the framework was still there. It's not like this team is drastically different. And that's I think Kyler Murray right now because of all we've just talked. I think Kyler Murray might be out of the race. Yeah, because he missed three games and they went two and one without him and continued mm-hmm. to look solid those three weeks. Yeah, and that's now that's how me, they that's how they parse this. And, stuff. and to me, I looked at that as that's a compliment for Kingsbury in terms of coach of the 100% year. Hundred percent agree. It kills Kyler though in terms of being agree. an MVP or office yeah, player Cliff of the year. Kingsbury, he that's was banging out some college no jobs. Question. He's got a lot of yeah. negotiation leverage for no this next question. contract. No question, he could hit him with the. Man, I we were still winning like that with all these distractions. They went two and huh? one without Kyler Murray with, with all and, this going and they on. They looked and they looked pretty good doing it too. He can he had about with COVID as well. Remember that was early mm-hmm. in the so it's like he's doing all these things, getting his team prepared. So yeah, you know the one thing that I think it's weird because if you would have told me at this point, right, we'd be into December mm-hmm. and what Tom Brady's numbers are right now. Like, if you would have said, hey, hypothetical for you at the beginning of the season, right? If we would have been having this conversation back over the summer or whatever, I would have said, oh, yeah. I mean, he'll, it'll be a foregone conclusion. In a weird way, because we all know how this works, too. As much as the this is, indi- you know, MVP, defensive player right. of the year, all that, comeback player of the year, all that stuff, as much as those are individual awards, like, we don't have to be naive. We know that, that the team is a part of that, too. No, you could be the most valuable player in the league if your team goes – Seven and ten, mm-hmm. you're not winning that award. Absolutely. If your team goes six and eleven, and you're the quarterback, no matter what your value, if they went six and zero oh with you, and, and the other games where you were banged up a lot, like whatever, the the, the it way TJ doesn't win, matter. The way TJ has a legitimate chance. These next was it five games remaining? Mm-hmm. We would have to win the majority of them. Five, four, four or of five. them. 
but it would have to largely be because TJ. He'd be having to make would, Seattle and Baltimore type plays yes, about if, every If he's single doing week. that, yeah. multiple sacks, turnovers, splash plays for these next four weeks, five weeks, he'll legitimately have a chance. But it would have to be to that extent. Correct. Because if we're not winning, he's not winning these awards. That's just the nature of it. We talked about this before with any defenders you want to talk about. We said, man, Chandler Jones, how many years? It's like, yeah, his numbers are the best out. He's not getting it because his team was bad. We talked about the year with Shaq you and Barrett. I when he was bought. It's like, bro, yeah. it's not happening. They're bad. And that's just the nature that's of the, it. And you it. look at the history of the defenders who win Defensive Player of the Year. All of those guys are on legit teams when Aaron Donald was doing it. The year when Gilmore did it. You look at when uh, when J.J. Watt was winning them. Mm-hmm. They're not giving them the bad teams, man. No. <laughs> They're not. They're not. And I, in a weird way, like the Bucks are nine and three, mm-hmm. but I don't think they've been the juggernaut that everybody expected them to be this season. I would agree. And I, I do think, in a way, because of that, maybe Tom Brady isn't at the forefront of this conversation. Like I said, mm-hmm. like I would have expected if you would have told me what his numbers were going to be. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. But you're, but you're absolutely right. It's think about for quarterbacks like Brady, like Aaron Rodgers, right? Let's use those two as an example, and we'll say T.J. Watts. That it's a three horse race, right? Yeah. Now. Rodgers, Brady, they could play poorly or they could play mediocre for the majority of the game. If, if they go out there at the end and they lead a touchdown drive, it's look at look at that guy. Look at that value. <laughs> if if it, you, you can't really have that as, unless you're doing, you know, Seattle Seahawks type, a, a direct correlation. Like that's much harder to do as a defensive player. It, it feels like when you are on defense, Motsi, and you can – Tell me if I'm wrong. You were the one that, that played as a, uh, as a as a linebacker in the National Football League for nine years. It it just feels like more so the the opportunities for you to have those game changing moments. Mm-hmm. They kind of have to develop organically throughout the course of the game. I would agree because yeah, you could have a strip sack, you could have a, a forced fumble, whatever. In the first, it's not the same as that happening in the last four or five minutes right. of the game. When you're a quarterback in close games, it feels like those opportunities are always there. Yeah, I mean, you hit a big third down play. We're like, oh, 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 there he is, it's clutch. Whereas on defense, it's like, man, what if they run away? <laughs> what if it's quick game? Like, even though I'm impacting it, I can't That's, have the, the it is, tangible impact. It is weird, too, how we yeah. judge quarterbacks a little bit differently in that regard. We we saw some of that with, with Ben this past weekend. Yeah. Like, Ben was phenomenal in the fourth quarter. And, and when you're a quarterback and when you're phenomenal in the fourth quarter – it's an A plus performance. Mm-hmm. It like if you struggled a little bit in the first half, if you were slow to get going, if you scored three points in the first half, right? It, it, it doesn't matter as long as the Chargers game. Another great example: the Steelers' offense slept walk through the first three quarters of that game, but my goodness, did they kill it in the fourth yeah, quarter? When they got it going. They got it going. And yeah. because of that, we all came in the next Monday and we're like, "Look at that offense! Oh mm-hmm. my goodness, can they carry this over? Did they figure it out?" That I just those opportunities seem much more bountiful for quarterbacks. Yeah. And they do for anybody else, particularly the defensive side of the football. Now, should that be the case, though? No, but that's that's kind of the league we play in. It I is, think man. some of these things need to change because that's my 15 years ago, this conversation was different. You know, running backs were still massively valued. I, I just, but now in the way that they've changed so much, and I like your Heisman Trophy example, too. Like, yeah, Devonta Smith won it last year, but. What's that? One of probably the last dozen that, that right. have been a non-quarterback? Mm-hmm. I mean, before Devonta Smith, I'm trying to think, who was the last non-quarterback to win it? Was it Reggie Bush? I mean, he had it taken yeah, away. Take it away. Yeah, taken yeah. away from him. <laughs> like, it, it, these individual awards now, it is, I mean, it's like if you're running a 400 on a track, 
they get a hundred meter start. Like they yeah. get a two hundred meter start be, just because of the nature of the beast and, and and the term value. That that's the big one. So I I would I know that this is a separate conversation, but I would yeah. like to see those awards change to most outstanding yeah. player. Well, and let us know too, man. I, I want to ask this to the uh, power grid, the megawatts, man. Let us know your thoughts on uh, if TJ Watt should receive MVP consideration um, instead of just defensive player of the year consideration and recognition man let us know that on the twitter.com at the body 52 the body at wesley euler the good hair hey i like how you said that right there the good hair but yeah man i mean tj is one of those type of players man where he makes it a real conversation he makes you legitimately have to consider him in that avenue on the pace that he's on right now as much as people were trying to hype up miles garrett and i will say this um i agree with that I, i will say this part man um TJ definitely is in front right now, and I like that a lot. Just for the people that feel like it's over with this lockdown, it is not over. It's five weeks remaining, and just think about this. A week ago, just a week ago, the odds were flipped. Just a week ago, it was Miles Garrett was in front. Just a week ago, we were like, man, I don't know if TJ is all the way healthy. What is he looking like? So that's the only thing. He has to keep it going. It can't just be this, and then he t- taters off these next five weeks. Has to keep it going. But right now, everything is pointing to him continuing this. And as long as he continues this, man, sky's the limit. I completely agree. I I think that's very well said. Our buddy Steeler Nation 920 tweets us and says um, that we need to make – the NFL needs to make a most valuable quarterback award as well and then have a separate – you know that's excluded MVP mm. conversation. I, I, man, it it feels incredibly slanted. It, it obviously really does. But that's that is unfortunately the kind of the the way she goes right now. I do want to hear. I do want to hear people's. I do want to hear people's takes on this too. Ooh. On the Twitter.com. On the Twitter.com. All right. It just makes me upset. Yeah. I, it's not a fan of it. I do think, though, the MVP, hey, it is, it's a testament to TJ that he is legitimately in the conversation. Count, yeah. And like I said, nationally, it's not, we're not just doing that in Pittsburgh because he's our guy and we like to talk about him. I mean, those things are true, but nationally they are having this conversation on Good Morning Football, on ESPN, on Colin Cowherd, on Dan Patrick, wherever you get your sports talk. Um, they're, they're on, on a national level, if you do, they're they're having these TJ conversations too. I it's it's going to be very difficult. You're right. In these fat next five games, he would really have to shine, and I think particularly too, like the game tomorrow night against Minnesota has to make a big yes. tangible splash. But yes, the Monday night game against Cleveland at the end of the year, when they're again the Steelers are the only team on, they're playing in prime time, everyone's watching. Those are the type of moments where you where you win individual awards, and I think he will. I think he will go out there and ball out on those because, I mean, when you watch the Vikings on tape, he's going to have some very favorable matchups as well, man, Um, just based on their health and, and the lack thereof in some areas. Yeah, man. So Thrash um, tweeted me this yesterday, but he, he tweets now that he would like to, to get your take on it. Um, you know, when we were talking Defensive Player of the Year right, and MVP right. conversation a little bit with Chris Carter and some of the tweets that followed – Thrash wanted to know opinions on Micah Parsons being in that conversation and, and Thrash kind of saying, look, I'm a Penn State guy, but I don't think he's on the same level as, as TJ or Miles Garrett is yet. I agree with that. You know, I talked Ooh. about how you and I have the – you can't, in terms of if it's just level, you can't crown somebody off of one year, right? I agree. 
But I said in terms of I, in terms of the statistical ooh. impact, you look at it, and I don't watch a ton of Cowboys football, so I don't you know I can't he, speak he, to the guy. But his statistical impact is impressive. Well, I was gonna say I I happen to watch a lot of those games. Yeah, those are your well. boys. So it's, it's, it's should legit. Mike should Micah Parsons be in the defensive player of the year conversation? I think he'll I think he will be in the conversation. I don't think he'll win it just because typically the way these awards work is the build up effect. We always said this before, like the year where you're supposed to get it, you typically won't win it that year. But then, you know, because you did it two years in a row, three years in a row, now the reputation, now all of the hype, now everybody knows about you. That's when you will get it. And that's why TJ is getting the buzz that he's getting now compared to what we've seen from him the previous two seasons where we're like, man, he probably had like a legitimate case those two years as well. But it just didn't fall the way that we thought it would with Micah. I mean, his numbers are outstanding, and what he's able to do watching him play inside linebacker then really go and be a premier edge rusher. Not just a good edge rusher, like a legitimate edge rusher. You watch his numbers in November, and they're on par with T.J. Watt. They're on par with Miles Garrett. Like, that's the type of stuff he's doing as an edge rusher. Oh, yeah. But he still has the capability, and they utilize him this way in games where he'll go and play inside linebacker, and you'll see him making a PBU 30 yards downfield. I mean, he is a special, special type of player. But it's TJ's year. That's, that's the thing. Yeah. It's TJ's year. And let's not kid ourselves either, too. That plays a part in these, in these mm-hmm. conversations and in these votes. That real, like, oh, it's, you know. It's somebody. It is. It's it's people's years. We see that in in, in yeah. awards always. I think TJ probably has some of that going for him right now, where he's been so great these last couple years. But it's you know it's gone to Aaron Donald. Right. That's it's been been everywhere but him. Gilmore got one in there. Mm-hmm. Now it's like okay, it's his turn. Yes. You know it's his turn, and that's the thing. So it's the Kobe MVP award. Yeah. So it, it, it's the Derrick Rose. It's the <laughs> wait. Hold on. He was only nah, like his second I'm or third year. Oh, best. No, if Michael Parsons wins it this year, that would be the Derrick Rose the, instead of LeBron. Ex- exactly. Yeah. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. Like, exactly. legitimate, that would be the case, man. Yeah, everything that was pointing towards TJ. He just has to stay healthy and keep doing what he's doing, man. I think that – you know what? I think that's a big kicker, yeah. too. I'm glad you mentioned that because he has – we can argue now his value in look at the numbers. Yeah. He's missed two and a half games, but still look at the numbers. Mm-hmm. But if he misses any more – That changes some stuff. It's It could start to work against him. Yeah. Like, oh, well, what's his value really when he's missed four games? Right. And that's – don't kid yourself either. I think that's part of the conversation for yeah. these voters as well, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Man, it's going to be exciting, Ooh. though, man. Annie tweets us. It is. Annie tweets us and says, I think TJ should have a legitimate chance to win MVP. I also think that they should pay me to sit at home and drink coffee <laughs> and that wings should be as good for you as broccoli. Sadly, that's not the world we live in. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. O- organic, organic wings. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I like you, Annie. It's true. TJ should win MVP. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the world that we live in, you know, it's always slanted towards those quarterbacks, Arthur Motes. Ah, that's why I don't like quarterbacks. You those, know that. Those prom kings. That's why I don't like those guys. Uh, you're right. All the wings, attention they get. What, what would you rather have? Wings be as good for you as broccoli? Or broccoli just taste as good as wings? Wings. <laughs> yeah, man. Definitely wings. I mean, how could you not have wings, right? How could you not do it? I might have to, might have to do it tomorrow. I might just ask yeah, Santa Claus and you'll be all right. Jeez, man. Santa Claus. Dev says hearing Motsi praise my Penn Stater in such a way warms my heart. Oh my goodness! But TJ See? all day. Stop it! I, 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 I listen. As I was talking nice about that Penn State gentleman, my my mouth was going crazy because it was like 
yo, you don't say this, you don't do this, what are you doing? Malfunction, malfunction, stop it, stop it, stop it. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I just had to he get was, this He was, he was starting to twitch over there. He looked like yeah, a robot who was starting to break I, down over there. I, I did not mean to sound so happy about Michael Parsons. I'm sorry on that. I just happened to like good defenders. <laughs> and guys that are versatile enough to go inside and play outside, it just touches my soul. He so touches my is, soul. Uh, he's pretty, pretty, pretty good. That Michael yeah. Parsons. But what we're going to do when we come back, man, we're going to have a little bit of fun here. Um, In this next segment, we're going to play a little bit of a game. Oh, I like you games. Know? You know, we got to figure out what you want to do. Because, I like games. you know, when I get to host, I got to ask you questions like that. And we're going to talk. Um, family Feud? Steelers, Viking-style Family Feud. Jeopardy? Which quarterback you like? Ooh. Which offense do you like? Ooh. Which defense do you like? Interesting. Wait a minute now. But you can't just say that. You got to tell us and why. Well, sure. When we get back, that's what we will do. So hit us up on the dot com and y'all can get ahead of the curve. But either way, this is Motes and Euler on SNR.